93.3 and AM 560 KWTO and always streaming at 933kwto.com. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. One hour down, one hour to go. Joining us now in studio, very special guest from a little bit west of here, Barry Linda mm-hmm. from Downstream Casino. Barry, welcome to the show. That's right. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me today. Barry, if you ever listen to the show, yeah. you know the rules. We always start with the question of the day. Okay. Question of the day today, give us one celebrity story of somebody you met and a good time you had with them. A good time we've had with them. Oh, my gosh. I've, ha- I've had a few. For um, those of you who don't know, Barry has a career before this. <laughs> so he's got a lot of these that's, stories, I that, assume. That's, that's right. Some of, some of them I, I can't tell on the air. Some of them I'll have to tell you afterwards. But, no, I, I wrestled for 20 years, so... I've got a lot of stories of uh, one night after a show in Memphis, a bunch of us Memphis legends went down. They rented a, a bar on Beale Street, and uh, I had just met my wife, and uh, she is not a fan of of any of the shenanigans that I do outside <laughs> of, uh, in wrestling or anything. She just thinks it's ridiculous, but she understands that's part of who I am. So this is her first trip. So we're in Memphis, right? I'm wrestling jerry the king lawler yeah in memphis and we're wrestling we lock up he looks out in the crowd and he goes hey check out that blonde on the second row she's good looking i go "Uh, jerry she's with me and literally in the middle of the match he stops looks at me and goes really and i go yeah and so that's been kind of our our funny story wondered when wrestlers are talking in the ring are they talking about, okay, the next move I'm going to do is X, or are they just like, well, what are we doing uh, afterwards? You know, without being uh, giving away too many of the trade secrets, I will say there, we've had some interesting conversations <laughs> mid-match. Everything from that hurt to what are we doing, where am I at, to if I've got real, hit really hard, I have occasionally said, Oh, I hope I didn't soil myself, but uh, I mean, that's, <laughs> I've said it a little more colorfully. I probably All right. There. Now you are at Downstream <laughs> Casino, but one of the things mm-hmm. about that area is you all are so much more than the casino. Right. And you even brought some of the, some right. of the stuff today that demonstrates all the, cause we've talked about there's a big economic footprint, but right. it's more than just gambling. Walk us through some of that. Well, that, that's right. I am officially with the Quapaw Nation as the director of communications. I did my time. I did my Vietnam time, seven years in marketing for downstream. And so I am so very proud of the things that they have done because it is so much more than gaming. Um, Everybody thinks of the casinos as dark, seedy place, smoky, and it's it's not. It's it's a wonderful um, place where people can come relax because we have the gaming floor, 2,000 of the best, newest slot machines, but we also have Red Oak Steakhouse, the Crown Jewel Steakhouse that we have in that area with our fresh processed beef. Like a, I've got some of these beef sticks. They come from our processing plant. They opened about five years ago, $5 million facility. We were the first tribe to open a, a processing plant. We, we process cattle, bison, and many other things like that. Have our own gardens. Food sovereignty is going to be a thing. We all saw that during COVID. You know, the ability to get food, the, you know, Food lines are, you know, we're crazy. So we're absolutely, uh, the Quapaw, we're an agricultural people. So it's important for us to farm. It's important for us to figure out ways 
to cultivate that for the future. But back to the downstream side, in addition to the restaurants, we have a spa, wonderful, wonderful spa that you can go in. A lot of the things that we grow that come from the earth are used in the treatments that they use in the spa. So we, we say, uh, take a break from the concrete jungle because you're, you know, you're less than a gas of, uh, tank of gas away from us. Now, one of the things that I didn't know about, and you sort of opened my eyes to this, mm-hmm. was the, the coffee that you right. guys created. Walk us through, when did that start? How did you guys get into the coffee, coffee industry? So when we were just kicking off the agricultural part of the Quapaw Nation and, and downstream, things like that, one of the big things was coffee because culturally in Native American coffee, it, 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 the word for it is mocha shaw, which means dark water medicine. Hmm. So it's very culturally and significant. Medicine. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> they knew. I mean, they, they knew generations ago that you can't Garrett, get through Garrett the day needs without some coffee. medicine today. <laughs> well, well, don't worry, buddy. I'm going to leave these with you. <laughs> so we I, went I, into the I coffee business. There you go. Well, <laughs> I brought two bags just in case he tries to steal one. Um, so it's it's important to source those beans from responsible places around the United, around the world because really we import them. We have a roaster there, right on site on the Missouri side, proudly made in Missouri. One of our, our proud Missouri-made products that's that's produced here. Been in the business about five years, and we welcome anybody to come schedule a tour. It's called Ogapa Coffee Roasting Company. You can Google it, look it up. It happens to be right next to our wonderful golf course on Loma Linda, Eagle Creek. Uh, so you can come do a cupping, come take a tour, come see the different beans, see the process, see the history, see the cultural significance of the coffee to the Quapaw Nation and the downstream, then play around a round of golf. Uh, tell us about the golf course. How long have you had the – did the golf course open with the casino? So the golf course, you want to talk about legends and ghosts in, 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 that, in that thing. It was Loma Linda, and Loma Linda golf course is legendary because Mickey Mantle and the boys of the Yankees used to – they lived at that place during the 80s. Interesting. Yeah. So do, do some Googling. You'll find some crazy, um, you know, Mickey Mantle – charity event videos from from back in the day but but he lived on that golf course so 2007 down downstream casino resort opens uh loma lindex kind of in despair you know the heydays of the yankees and mantle and all that kind of stuff had kind of kind of faded well we've got this golf course well what do we do with it you know destroy it make it a pond make it you know well with a little bit of an investment we've made it the leading golf course in in southwest missouri so we encourage you to come try it, try it out. Get a, get a tea time, Eagle Creek. They hold tournaments there um, about every weekend. And not only that, but we work with the schools. The schools that have golf teams often come out times, uh, come out there and play. Very cool. One of the cool things, I think one of the most unique mm-hmm. things about the area is the three-state line. Mm-hmm. There's If you go to the downstream area there, you can take a little side path, right. and there's a sign that shows you where Kansas, Oklahoma, and Missouri come together. So you can do the standing in multiple states thing. I've taken my kids there yeah. to it. The, tr- the tri-state marker, uh, we often joke because the road that you come down on and, and the bison pen with our white bison, which is another story for another day, uh, that's on the Missouri side. Our parking lot is on the Kansas side. And then the property, the actual gaming property, is in Oklahoma. So you can very easily come there, jump from... From different sides it, it's a great little tourist uh stop and not only that but we've been trying to work with the city of joplin back and forth on trying to figure out how to make it a bigger attraction for economic development in the four states in that area 
Yeah, because I know they've got the four state sign in Colorado, mm-hmm. but it's it's right. like an hour from anything remotely right. interesting. And so the, there's really not a great great thing to go see at the four states, but there's a lot of cool three states that you can go see. So um, talk to us a little bit. We mentioned the bison meat. You have bison out there. Obviously, that's been a thing for right. for you know they almost went extinct. Walk mm-hmm. us through that. Well, it has been huge. You know, uh, bison are you know, pretty much a sacred animal in, in indigenous culture. Um, they're revered. Um, every part of them were used and, you know, they were, they were almost eliminated. And so regenerating them, growing the herd, uh, partnering with things around the people around the United States with, with similar goals, similar values, uh, intertribal Buffalo Council is one of them. They're all over the United States to, to, to grow these, uh, these herds. And bring them back, and 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 because they're beautiful, majestic creatures. Um, when I have the opportunity to go out there and do a project with them, when you look in one one's eyes, you know exactly how it feels about you. I mean, it it is it communicates with you that it, it you know you're in its space. And you may not know this, and I don't know <laughs> the answer to this, but you know, obviously they were almost eliminated. Yeah. We're trying to bring how many. How many bison are there? Are they still in that nearly eliminated space? I mean, if if you're making bison burgers, I assume right. they're not in danger right now. Uh, currently, we have about 300 head of them uh, right now, and I know that I think they've just come off the list. Um, there's, there, you know, we're still trying to grow the numbers to what they once were. Um, but like I said, I'm gonna have to bring you out, throw you in the back yeah. of the truck, and come up there. Because I'd love to. I can deal with those guys more than I can people most days because you know exactly <laughs> where you stand stand with them. Um, they're, they're smart creatures. They're smart. They're fast. Uh, they're really a unique animal. And we've recently adopted a white one, which is, you know, the, the animal itself is sacred to begin with. But when you have a white one, that, I mean, that is just like next level. And not only that, but, you know, <laughs> he's, he's living the dream because we've, we've got him in a pasture. All, we feed him the best food. You know, and he, he's got he's his celebrity. Girl, he's got he's, his girlfriends. <laughs> I'll just say that. And we've ended up uh, getting about five or six additional white wow. bison from him. That's cool. So he's he's got that dominant white gene. So we've got a whole family. Uh, now you you don't just work for Downstream. You work for Quapaw. Yep. They've got an additional property in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, c- uh, Central. Uh, Central Arkansas. Yeah, forty miles south of Little Rock is Saracen Casino, and so the history behind that is the Quapaw were Mississippian people without getting too into too much 400 level history right here. Um, starting up by Evansville, Indiana came down the river and they settled in, in that area South of Little Rock. That's where they're originally from. Well, you know, a few broken treaties here and there, a few movements, uh, you know, uh, everybody knows about the trail of tears. And I just say the Cherokees have better PR because every tribe has their own, uh, trail of tears, so to speak. Quapaw, no different. They moved to northeastern Oklahoma. So the roots of the Quapaw are actually in this area that we we're able to open a property, Jefferson County. And, um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful not only for the gaming property, the dining, but the fact is we're able to put about six million dollars of tax revenue into Jefferson County, one of the traditionally poorest counties in Arkansas. So it's, it's, it's a win-win, not only for us, but for Jefferson County. Very good. Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. I assume Downstream's got a lot of holiday promotions going on. Oh, my gosh. If you haven't seen it, I thought I was crazy. 
I thought I've had too many chair shots, but obviously the culinary department downstream, they've, they've outdone themselves. Currently at, on display in the lobby is a 14 foot gingerbread house. Life size gingerbread that's house. Cool. So you literally walk in to the, to the lobby and it just smells like gingerbread. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. It smells like Christmas there. It, it's, we take breaks from our office and walk down there just to take it all in because it's, it's beautiful. It, it took them a month to do. I don't even know how they did it. Uh, but it's amazing. So if you get a chance, come check it out. There's also some great promotions. New Year's Eve's ramping up, giving away a couple Maseratis. Dang. Yeah. So we, we do it good. We do it big and we do it right. Very good. Barry Linda, if he's with Downstream Casino, if people want to know more about the casino, mm. uh, how do they find him on social you know, media? Downstreamcasino.com. Pretty simple. Or downstream on social, man. You can't, you, you can't miss it. Hey, just go, just go to Google. Just type biggest, best casino around and it'll come up. <laughs> Very good. Barry Lindoff, thanks for joining us today. We really hey, appreciate thanks it. thanks for having me. All right, we'll be right back. Don't forget our snake draft coming up 537. Stick around for more.